Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Welcome Pastor Ross as he comes to share this morning. Thanks Peter. Wow. It's just so good to be in God's presence. I just love worshipping. I love being together. Something happens when we're together. It's so powerful. And today I want to share on the compassion of Jesus Christ. And since I use the word compassion, all sorts of thoughts come. But why don't we reach up and hear what God's going to say right now. Father, I just thank you that you would speak to our hearts today. Lord, some of us need that fresh compassion of Jesus to fill our hearts. God, I just pray right now that you'd pour in your healing and grace over people that are carrying burdens of pain or need. Lord, let your amazing compassion just flood our souls and that we would be carriers of that to our broken, hurting world in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's take our seats. God bless you. Great to be together. End of school holidays. Back to school tomorrow for all the kids and all the parents said, hey, yeah, hey. Back to school. School teachers say, oh, no. <laughs> uh, God is so good. Turn to Matthew 15, 29 to 32. I want to share uh, about Jesus and how he ministered to so many people. And Peter was sharing around communion about Jesus reaching and uh, feeding the 5,000. Listen to this. It says, Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up on a mountainside and sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. He's up on a mountain, so they're carrying their broken, wounded, lame, blind people up the mountain to Jesus, and he's healing them. And it says, the people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled made well, <clears throat> the lame walking, and the blind seeing. <clears throat> You've got to realize they'd never seen this before. So there was just great amazement. The kingdom of God had come through Jesus to heal and set people free. And they praised the God of Israel. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. Now this is the feeding of the 4,000 men plus women and children. So there was two major stories where Jesus fed thousands of people and they had seven little loaves of fish to start with that one and the other one had five loaves and two fish. I thought, wow, what an amazing miracle. But did you notice what was the trigger for the miracle? It says Jesus had compassion on them. I want to talk about that word compassion and what it means. And... Uh, this is a very powerful truth in the Scriptures. And you read through quite often in Jesus' life when before He did a miracle or set someone free or brought hope to a hopeless situation, it says He was moved with compassion. What's that mean? He was moved with compassion. Compassion to me is love in action. You are moved and then you do something. It's much more than sympathy or feeling someone else's pain or need. 
often it's how it starts. Jesus saw that they're hungry. He said, if I send them away, some of them are going to faint on the way. Some of them have been there three days. So they obviously would have bought their picnic lunch with them for the first day. But the teaching and the miracles were so amazing, they just couldn't leave. Three days and nights, revival meetings on the side of the mountain. And thousands more kept coming because the word was out. And so they got so engrossed in what was happening and so amazed, they, they forgot to eat. But then by the third day, Jesus said, I've got compassion. They need some food. Compassion was the trigger. So it's more than just sympathy. It's something that flows through your emotions, but it's more than this. Compassion, Jesus started to teach me this when I was in my early 20s. Marilyn and I were youth pastors at uh, the church at Nambour. And I remember we were at a youth camp. And youth camps are always great fun and lots of activity. But I remember at this youth camp, there was a whole group of young guys that were just being a real pain. Whenever it was meeting time, they'd be down the back and just making noise and throwing paper planes and just just distracting. And, and I'm getting more and more stirred up while the singing's going on. I'm thinking, God, I've got to sort these guys out. And when I get up, I'm going to tell them off and tell them to get focused into what they're meant to be here for. And most of these young guys have been brought up in church and a few of them were friends and they would just hadn't really discovered Jesus for themselves, so they just thought they knew it all. And I was going to get up and tell them off. But towards the end of the worship, something started to change in my heart. And all of a sudden, I started to see and think about these young guys. And this love started to come from them. I started to think about why are they so distracting and just frustrating and and I realized that they didn't know Jesus personally. And, and they, they had just become used to church and religious stuff, but it was second-hand or third-hand. It had never really changed their own heart. And I started to think about the rejection and some of the stuff they were going through. So when I got up, instead of telling them off, the love of God started to come. And next minute I'm crying as I'm reaching out, and not only to them, but the whole youth of 40 or 50 that were this youth camp and the, the something started to happen inside of my spirit my emotions were going to get tell them off and get angry and frustrated but something started to change in my spirit and it was the compassion of Christ and as I started to speak about how much God loved them and, and there was hope and, and he could see through the struggles of their souls and their identity issues and all this stuff and the, their the questions they had and the hypocrisy they might have seen or experienced, all of a sudden, I started to speak in a whole different way. And I started to weep and cry for them. And within moments, they're all out the front of this campsite, encountering God's love and meeting Jesus for some of them for the first time. And it changed the whole camp. And some of them are still going on for God today. Many years ago, it's over 30 years ago that happened. And when I went home from the camp, I thought, Lord, what a change. What happened? Because I was brought up in a loving, caring household with Christian parents. But there wasn't a lot of emotion expressed. And my mum came from German background, my dad from Scottish background. So both those nationalities generally aren't the most huggy, emotional types, you know. When you were loved, but they didn't know how to share it. So I wasn't, and being a young guy as well, I hardly ever cried. And I, I just didn't know how to do the emotional stuff you know 
Marilyn and say, what do you feel about that? And I said, I don't know, let me think about it. And she said, no, I didn't ask you what you think. What do you feel? I said, I've got no idea. I think they're in here somewhere. I, I, I just wasn't in touch with them. I had no idea. But that day, something changed. And God in his grace got into my spirit and poured out compassion. A lot of people have all this ability to be sympathetic and emotion and connect with people and you see someone eating, you feel and sometimes you get overwhelmed in the process. I came the other way. I didn't know how to do that. God took me and taught me from the Spirit how to have compassion and speak and act out of that and I saw the transformation. And then it took me a journey of years to try and get a healthy balance to that. I had to wait for the Holy Spirit to really get a hold of my heart before I knew how to do it. But then in time, I learned to connect with my own emotions and my spirit and how to flow and express it. And that was a whole journey that took me many years to get probably into a healthy balance. But I realized so many Christians don't understand the power of compassion. We read that and think, yeah, that's love. That's, you know, reaching out and connecting with me. But it's much more than that. It's the, it was like the pure love of God coming into my spirit and flowing out of me by, and I was crying and I didn't, I didn't cry much because I just wasn't that sort of guy. But something happened and they weren't tears of anger or pain, they were tears of, tears of compassion that opened up those young guys' hearts and before they knew it, they were receiving God's love. I thought, Lord, that is so and it gave me a glimpse of what Jesus said when he was moved with compassion. So I've spent my lifetime learning how does that work and how does it flow. And every time I feel God's love start to touch my spirit and flow out of me, things change and people feel and connect with God. It's been a journey. When the gifts of the spirit flow, when I know there's compassion flowing, when there's love being the bridge, all of a sudden people's lives are transformed. But some of us only know sympathy or natural emotional love. And guess what? If you, that's all you know, you're going to get worn out real fast. I remember when Mary Lynn, she, um, ha, she's got a great mercy, compassion heart. When she first got saved, one of the first prophetic words was, I'm going to teach you not to be sympathetic, but to be empathetic. And the big difference is sympathy is when you see someone needs it, you jump in the ditch with them and try and pull them out and you end up all covered in mud and pain and emotion and some you might end up crawling out and then you're both worn out. Empathy is where you see someone in need, you can connect with them, you keep one foot on a sure foundation, you reach one foot and hand out and lift them up into a place of help and healing. That's how Jesus ministers and how his spirit flows through us with compassion. Because if we don't do compassion, which is your spirit that flows through your emotions and your hand and your eyes and your heart and your words and everything, if we don't do that, we'll feel a little bit like your world's overloaded. And maybe this picture might explain what your world is like. Just feeling a little bit overloaded like that truck is. Probably about 200 people on there and all their luggage and and food for the next six months. I've been to India and seen some almost like that. And I, if we look at the next one, I've definitely seen this in India. Let's have a look at that. That's the truck, a little bit overloaded. I've seen those in India. Sometimes when we try to show and help reach out to people, we feel so overloaded and drained because we're just doing it out of our own strength 
and we get overloaded and drained and feels that everyone's trying to clamor and take something from us and you feel drained because that's human love which is a great gift of God but compassion goes beyond that and it flows through your spirit and soul and it will be expressed through your emotions through your hands through your words through your actions and God wants us to learn what that means it'll be it's expressed in different ways my journey is not going to be your journey some of you are naturally good at this and you didn't have to be opened up like a tin can and God had to teach me how to do that but Jesus put it into action compassion actually has the word passion in it you gotta be passionate about people helping people rescuing bringing hope and truth and life and healing to people. So it's got passion in it, but it's got compassion. It, it's, it's like a word that motivates you with passion and love to bring a connection to people so they can connect with their Heavenly Father. And the more we learn how to do that, let me tell you, when you flow with compassion, you don't get drained. When the Holy Spirit's flowing through me in compassion, whether I'm sitting one-on-one down the beach talking with someone, whether I'm prophesying or praying or preaching or in a counseling situation, it might go on for hours and I come out of that feeling refreshed and filled up and energized and overflowing because it's not draining my emotions, it's flowing through my soul and spirit. That's why Jesus could do it for days. See, we, we don't understand how powerful the Holy Spirit flows through who we are, our personality. Yes, it touches your emotions, it, it touches your soul, but it goes through your spirit, through your body and soul. And that's why some people get drained and overwhelmed and parents get drained and we try to help people and we just get swamped and overwhelmed and think, this is too hard. So we put up the boundaries and say, I don't know how to do this. Because we haven't sometimes understood what true compassion is that it flows from the spirit through our mind and emotions and heart. God had to teach me because I had no idea how to do it. But I get energized. Sure, you have a, a rest afterwards and there is emotional energy and everything in there, but there's a, there's a strength that flows because it's just like God's love pours through you. And it's just so powerful and so amazing. And I believe God wants to teach us how to flow with his compassion to the broken and lost, to the people close to us and the people that we just meet at random. Because you look at Jesus, it's all over, Matthew 14, 14. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick, and that was when he fed the 5,000. Matthew 20, verse 34, Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. Here is two blind men. Jesus on his way somewhere. Crowds of people teaching, discipling, telling stories. Next minute, there's two blind men. Hear the crowd coming. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they're crying out. Might be the only time they're blind people. They can't follow the crowd and keep up with him and hopefully get prayed next week when when the healings start to happen. This is their only chance to meet Jesus and get help. They cried out the crowd saying, be quiet. Jesus is busy doing important things with important people. They cried out and said, have mercy on me. Jesus hears their cry and it says he has compassion on them. The love of God triggers him to stop, call them over 
and they get healed and their eyesight's restored. What was the trigger? Compassion. God's love so filled his heart that they were healed and restored. And Jesus was just revealing the Father's heart. Remember Jesus said, I only do what the Father tells me? Here's a couple of verses on reminding us that God is a compassionate God. We're just saying, you're a good, good Father. What a beautiful song. It reminds of how much He loves us. Exodus 34, verse 6, 16 says, And He passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Here's God revealing Himself to Moses, and this is what He says. The, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God. Verse 19, And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I'll have mercy, and I'll have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Wow. So Jesus, when he walked in, it just revealed what the Father's heart has always been. And yet so many people see God as a harsh judge or someone disinterested or disconnected or just angry and out to judge or blame us. When that's not the heart of our Father, the devil will make sure that's the picture you have. Or painful things, bad things happen to good people and if we're not careful, our heart can get twisted and we can think, God, you've been unfair. Oh God, help us. He wants us to trust Him. And he will heal our heart. Psalm 86, 15. But you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Psalm 103, 4. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Wow. He crowns your life. This is a powerful, powerful truth that can help transform people's hearts and lives. Psalm 103.13 says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Wow, it's all through the Scriptures. And we've got to make sure that we don't lose sight or understanding of how amazing is God's compassion. Because in Jesus' ministry, that was often the trigger that caused him to stop and bring the breakthrough. Malachi 3.17, it says, On that day when I act, says the Lord Almighty, they will be my treasured possession. I will spare them just as a father has compassion and spares his son who serves him. Right throughout the Old Testament. The New Testament, Jesus teaches the prodigal son story. It's actually the compassionate father story more than the prodigal son. Because as the son is running back to the father, going over, he's rehearsing his lines... I'm going to say, forgive me, and I've wasted all the resources, and I've messed up my life, and, and just take me back as a slave, servant. But it says the father, as soon as he saw him, ran to him, wrapped his arms around him, and he smelt from the pigsty of living in sin and shame and guilt. The father ran, ran with compassion, put his arms around him. Oh, it is so easy for our hearts to get distorted and wounded, and we judge and push people away when God says, hey, let my compassion heal your heart. You don't have to put up walls to protect yourself all the time. When there's pain and brokenness comes, it can cause hardness of heart. But Jesus has come with compassion to heal your heart and set you free. So you can be free and then he can flow through you as an available vessel like he did at that campsite.
where I could have come on and just told them off and they probably wouldn't have responded to Jesus. There are times where you have to set boundaries and I'll talk about that in a moment. Sometimes the most compassionate thing you can do is say no and deal with some stuff. But we need to open the heart and let his love flow. Psalm 145 8 says, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. I was preparing this message this week and I found a verse in Lamentations. Who's read Lamentations for the devotions recently? No one. Most of you don't even know it's in the Bible. Lamentations about the tears and pain of Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. So it's not one you go for encouragement regularly in your devotions. But it's in the Bible and guess what I found in Lamentations 3.22? Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. Wow. So in the midst of pain and overwhelming, difficult circumstances, the prophet says, don't forget, God's a compassionate Father and He's going to not let you fail. He's going to be with you. And Jonah, well, God bless Jonah. Why did he run away? Because... Jonah 4.2 gives us the answer. It says, He prayed to the Lord, Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? This is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you're a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and bounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. He knew that if he went and preached the message of judgment on the people, that they might repent and God might forgive them. And Jonah hated those people because they had robbed his people they may have even just burnt down his home they may have taken captive some of his own relatives so he had a whole lot of reasons why he didn't want to give them a chance to repent it was pretty personal but God said go and when he did go a whole city turned to God talk about a city-wide revival from a reluctant prophet who didn't even like him And God still flowed through a guy who didn't even like him with compassion. So you think, well, I'm still working this out. Well, the good news is God can still do it even when you're still wrestling through all your stuff. And a whole city repented and came to God. Oh, Lord. Compassion is so powerful. David said in Psalm 51.1, I have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great transgression compassion blot out my transgressions all through the bible we see the compassion of god and that's what we need to mirror so when people see you do they think of you as a compassionate person or an angry person or one that's got to get it all just in line god's a god of order but love and compassion must be the foundation of all that we are and do Oh, help us, Lord. Second Corinthians 1, 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Wow. Wow. Maybe today there's grief and pain and, and disappointment in your soul. God can come and be the God of all comfort. Sometimes compassion is revealed in comfort, in love. How do we express compassion there's lots of ways it'll come through all of our amazing individual hearts and voices and experiences and stories but one of the greatest things galatians 5 6 says the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love 
faith works by love. Faith works by love. I've found, like with those young guys, when I reached out and loved them, all of a sudden they were ready to receive God's hope and forgiveness for their life. Faith works by love. And many times when I've been in difficult situations trying to help someone and the compassion of Jesus starts to well up within me, sometimes I start to cry with them and all of a sudden their hearts melt and then they're ready to hear the truth. I've seen it. Some of the most difficult, stubborn people and God's compassion will start to arise in me and I start to tear up or my voice changes or I connect and all of a sudden all of their walls start to drop. They don't know what to do. I had one guy years ago, he got stuck right in. He was so angry and upset. And I could feel these mixed emotions coming. All of a sudden, the compassion of Jesus came. I went up and hugged him and said, it really distresses me when I see you so angry. I hugged him and walked out of the room. And he stood there just stunned because he had no one to fight with anymore. And he didn't know what on earth to do. It unraveled his world. When everything within me and my soul wanted to tell him what for and defend myself, God says, go and give him a hug and tell him those words. And I'm thinking, okay. And the Spirit of God, and he just stood there. I walked out of his office. He was just stunned. And it was only God that could have done that because everything in my natural soul wanted to defend myself. And God says, don't defend yourself. Go and show him compassion. And I'm, I, I had no idea how to do this, but God in His grace has taught me over and over again. And I've learnt, I'm getting better at it after 30-something years, but I know the power of it. I know the power of what I'm saying. The Amplified says, but only faith activated and expressed and working through love. You know the gifts of the Holy Spirit? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, talk about all the gifts of Spirit. What's the chapter in the middle, 1 Corinthians 13? Chapter on love. So any power gifts, any prophetic gifts, if it's not motivated with great love for that person, you have no right to speak it. Because you can't change anything you don't truly love. You can say the words, but it's not going to change them. But when love really fills your heart, then all of a sudden the bridge is there and people can receive it. And I just feel the Holy Spirit saying, hey, as a church, there's a whole lot of broken people in our community, our world, and let me tell you, compassion and love in action is going to be some of the things that open up the stubbornest, hardest heart. Sometimes you've done that and you've had reaction. It doesn't always cause immediate response. Some people reacted to Jesus. So if they react to Jesus, they'll react to you sometimes. But then don't take it as hurt and think I've failed. God's planted a seed. And sometimes years later, I say, I can never forget that moment, that encounter with God's love. Make room in your hearts. Put on compassion. Colossians 3.12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another. All these verses, Ephesians 4.32 talks about it. 1 Peter 3.8 says, Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, Love one another, be compassionate and humble. I believe the Holy Spirit fills our hearts. You say, I don't know how to do this. It's not my natural gifting. Compassion is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's love in action. 
Romans 5, 5, I love this one. It says, hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Being a spiritful believer, I speak in other tongues and I worship and flow in His presence. I find the more I do that, the more love for people grows. Because the Holy Spirit will fill your heart with love when you don't have it. When you feel drained, overwhelmed, angry, upset, annoyed, whatever... It's really hard to then pray in the Spirit and stay angry. Just really, really hard. Really hard. Because the Spirit of God just starts to melt your heart. He starts to help you see with His eyes of yourself and others. And there's a transformation happens in our souls. Just before we wrap up, I want to talk about sometimes compassion will get you the most compassionate thing you'll do is to say no, to set some boundaries. Say, well, I'm a really soft, compassionate heart and people run over me all the time. I'm not talking about just being soft and, and hugging everyone and not dealing with issues. Sometimes the most compassionate thing Jesus will get you to do is to say no, to set a boundary, to bring some things in order. Because it says, speak the truth in love. Just don't speak nice comforting words all the time when it says speak the truth in love but if you speak the truth without love you'll sometimes cut and damage people worse and i've heard people say well i just got to get it out well that's not what the bible says yes you need to be heard and understood but you need to do it with someone that's trusted and safe not the person you're trying to sort out your husband or wife or your son or daughter you say i just got to get it out no you don't it says, speak the truth in love. Otherwise, you don't speak it there. You go and get your heart sorted out in love and talk with someone who can help you and then you speak it. Otherwise, you will cut and destroy. I mean, people say, well, I just got to get it out. No, speak the truth in love. That's not compassion. Jesus spoke some really challenging words, but he did it out of love for him to try and help change their heart, not to defend himself or to get even. Different story. Say, so, well, I just can't help it. Yes, you can. The Holy Spirit says, I will give you the spirit of self-control. That's one of the fruit of the Spirit. I don't know how to stop it. The Holy Spirit will help you, if you're willing, to grow and change. Say, so, well, it always hurts. Yeah, I know. But that's what compassion is. You can identify with the hurt and then bring hope and healing. Jesus was moved with compassion. Because when you move with love and compassion, faith works and all of a sudden God starts to bring change, often in our heart and other people's hearts. Hebrews 12 says, I discipline those I love. Don't push back when God says, whoa, you've got to change or stop. He might be disciplining you because he loves you. And discipline is not about punishment. It's about showing you a better way. When we use the word discipline, we all think punishment. That is about one-fifth of what the word discipline means. It's primarily to help you stop and show you a better way to do life. That's what it really is. Because he loves you. And just one more thought. Jesus and Lazarus. Lazarus was his good friend and he died. And John 11, 35 says, Jesus wept. He wept out of grief and loss and compassion for all the people, for Mary and Martha, 
He was moved with compassion. And then it says, his spirit was troubled or stirred. So he had the feelings of empathy and love and connection. But then it says, he was stirred, deeply moved. He came to the tomb. It says twice it happened in that story. Verse John eleven thirty three 33 says he was deeply moved and troubled. Where have you laid him? Jesus wept. And then verse 38 says he was deeply moved again. And both of them are very powerful words. He was moved with authority and compassion. And he said, Lazarus, come out. And this man came back to life because he had compassion, but then he had authority that came out of that compassion and things changed. Dead things came to life. I heard one Bible commentator describe it. It was like he was moved with compassion, but then this strength, like a mighty stallion arising, came up within Jesus' spirit to confront death and bring life. Wow. So compassion is not just about being loving and soppy and just doing all those nice, caring, mercy things. It's a very powerful force that can heal the blind, can break through the strongholds that have locked marriages and families and peoples into unforgiveness and pain. Because compassion will help you see people as Jesus sees them and it will help you see yourself as he sees you. That's what pure love does. And perfect love drives out fear. Let's stand in his presence. I just feel the compassion of Jesus right now. There's some people here and you're saying, wow, I've never really thought about it like that before. Some of you have been just amazing vessels of compassion for decades and Hundreds of people have been blessed through your life. Don't stop it. Just keep doing it. But ask God to help. Just keep refining it. Others, you feel like that overloaded vehicle because you've shown love and mercy and sympathy and sometimes it's been of the Spirit and sometimes you you just feel drained. You, You put the walls up and say, I can't keep doing this. This doesn't work. Let me tell you, when we learn the Holy Spirit's way through Jesus it's safe and you'll be a safe person for them to encounter Jesus oh Lord just reach up to heaven for a moment just thank him for his love just thank him for his compassion that maybe it was his compassion through someone that helped you meet Jesus maybe it's God's compassion through someone that helped you not give up or pull back or blow it Maybe today your heart's just numb with grief or disappointment or pain. I encourage you, just reach up and say, Jesus, touch my heart, heal my soul. Lord, pour in your love and compassion. Lord, just refresh it again. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.